All right, everybody. This is not your father's self-help dating session in more ways than one. Okay. We have a dating coach in the house today. Everybody give a warm cancel me baby in the only way that we know how people welcome to Lily Buley. Lily is the dating coach to find love. She has her own podcast. She has her signature soulmate blueprint to attract the one without all the drama. My God, like, what is this? The house? No, we are not into the drama today. We have had enough. But like I said, we're going to get into all of this in the signature cancel me baby style. So without further ado, hello, Lily. Hey, Taylor. How you doing? How's it going out in Phoenix? Oh, it's so good. I'm, I'm glad to drop in here with you. It's going to be fun. I can tell. Lily, <laughs> I mean, first of all, women, dating, drama, are these mutual, like, can one exist without the other in 2023? It is a hot ass mess out here, but, but don't worry. Cause we're going to talk about the state of affairs of men too. You mm -hmm. all aren't off the hook, but <laughs> my God, girl, I mean, it's just to the nth degree. So you're out here doing the Lord's work basically. <laughs> yes. My gosh, like, is it's there a, hope for us? It's a mountain. It's a mountain. It can be, it can feel like that for sure. Isn't it funny, like you and your line of work, because they're right in all seriousness, like the, the state of dating people settling down later, the apps, everyone complaining about being single, like, sure enough, you are on this planet doing your line of work in this crazy time. Yes, I guess I like challenge. I was actually talking about this with, with a friend the other day and she's like, well, you chose an interesting path. And I'm like, yeah, when I, um, I always, when I coach my clients through, you know, like a lot of my programs help people through, help women through, you know, the dating process, like before, during and after, right? Like it's, it's this whole thing. Um, and all, all the stuff that I talk about, Taylor is stuff that I've been through. So all the right. shit, I don't know if you like, if you saw my Instagram, but I just posted, oh. like I slept with two men in one day, you know, like I do not like, can't cancel me or not. Like, this is the place where I live. Like, you know, I live, like I speak the truth, right? Go ahead. Ditto, which is why you are warmly welcome here. And I have that <laughs> post. It is here. It is in my blueprint of notes. notes y'all. Oh, girl, we're going to go there. I know. I guess we're also both masochists. I say that about myself in this show too, right? It's like, let's have a show about, you know, saying whatever I'm thinking and what I want at a time when everyone has their panties in the biggest bunch ever and is mm -hmm. looking to, to cancel, right? So I guess we're both uh, masochists over here yeah. choosing this line of work in this crazy, uh, you know, tense time. But with that being said, so I want to get your input on some social issues around all of this going on right now, right? When it comes to women, how we label them, the state of affairs, how we box them, given, you know, your professional line of work and your background. And this was perfect timing for you to hop on because in one week, all right, I see these high profile and I'm not like the male bashing type. I give so much love to the dudes and have their back in a time when everyone hates on them. But I see these two high profile news personalities on both sides of the spectrum, right? Because a lot of this is so political um, talking about women and boxing women in how these dudes see fit, right? One is Don Lemon on CNN 
saying that a political opponent of his basically is past her prime in her 40s. Like, okay, Don, Dottie boy, if if you say so. Then we have on the other side, right, Tucker Carlson and a guest that he had going on this whole rant on the heels of Valentine's Day about women like Chelsea Handler, right, who are basically the unraveling and demise of America because they're going to be, you know, childless, unhappy cat ladies, right? So- Again, given your background, what is your immediate reaction to both, to all of this, you know, when you hear these things going on? Yeah. Well, Taylor, thank you for updating me because I purposely keep myself (laughs) in a bubble, even though I'm I'm glad you're bringing this up, right? Um, I mean, I just, I hear a lot of judgment, you know, a lot of judgment from people that don't, you know, like haven't walked in our shoes, like as women, especially if we're talking about dating or if we're talking about even being high profile or whatever it is, um, like our, from what I've found, like our society really has not taught us how to be strong, confident women in all aspects of our lives, in work, in love, in relationships. What I see a lot and what I was, what happened with me is that, you know, like I got to this point where I had checked off all of the boxes that society told me to check off. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like, you know, I had the money, the house, the car, the the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got to this point where it like something wasn't making sense. Like something wasn't like it just was all everything that I had been told that I was supposed to be to be happy didn't make me happy. And that really got to like a really, really like very, very hard point in my life when I had to really get like in the depths of hurt and pain, like talking about being a masochist, like, yes. Um, But I also think like, you know, going back to your question, like I hear a lot of judgment from them, you know, either like they have mommy issues or they have, you know, they have issues about strong women. And I think as women, it's our job, I think, to find our, our, like our authenticity, you know, and being who we are. And sometimes, you know, like, what is, go ahead. What is that? You know, what does that look like? Exactly. And so there are a couple of things in there that you said that are so interesting to me. One that I want to get to in a minute is turning the tables because even in your line of work, right? It's often we we put it to where women are more gravitated towards finding help in romance and like self-help and love when men are like falling apart, right? And that in and of itself is another issue. But before we get to that, um, you said something really interesting. That's I checked off all the boxes and I was so unhappy. And it's so interesting because we're also in this time where it's like, girl, boss, you can do it all, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And so the media perpetuates that. And so where's the discrepancy? Like, why is there fallacy in that? Because if you're looking at it, it's like, that's another reason why just one element of why I think men Um, Mm -hmm. are struggling to find their place right now, but it's that sort of idea. So you have being someone who's lived it, it's like, where's the lie? Like, could you explain Mm -hmm. to me why it was so unfulfilling to you when the medium, the mainstream would have us thinking it's everything, but it's like, you're going to be fulfilled. This is what a woman, it has to be, you know, all these things, right? Yeah, totally. That's a great question. And I honestly don't know if I have the answer. I mean, I think I have the answer for me and the answer for me is that, like I said, the 
everything that I pushed towards, you know, got my master's degree, you know, get your education and get paid well, you know, the education system, Mm -hmm. everything that I was taught in order to be happy and fulfilled, I did. And so I think it's, this is a very hard conversation, right? Because of course, women are dope. We're powerful. We can do anything and we can be bosses. What I've seen and what I've experienced in the women that I work with is that when that translates into love and relationship, and if you want epic love, if you want magnetic love, which is what I call it, that same mentality, that same go girl, boss, babe type of thing, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And that's why, you know, for me, it's doing a lot of healing and internal work on the inside about where did I get my worth from affirmations, from validations, from achievements, from like, you know, being the woman in the boardroom that is, and again, this is not a bad thing. Like I want to keep saying, this is not a bad thing. It's actually dope. But we, again, like we, as women, we're like in this weird, like, like, where's the line? I don't know, you know, I really don't, but I do know is that we can do a lot of healing inside of ourselves, which is what I do. I do like the deeper level healing work about what part of me is really, really attached to, you know, to, to, you know, feeling good about what I post on social media, but then going in my relationships and it it doesn't feel the same. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is it like there's a vulnerability or something? Because it's like on the exterior, it's like, we're tough. We got it together. And then we feel like we have to carry that in to the interpersonal as well. Mm. And it's, it's like, maybe it doesn't translate. Like, it's okay to, I know I'm like that. And I'm also Aquarius. So I'm like, emotions are the devil. Like you are not my friend. <laughs> You're like, Lily, do I want you on my show? I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, but no, that's, but, but even that pointing that out in and of itself, I think is so interesting. And I think women who listen to my show, who often feel like myself, it's like, come on, have it all together. Be this, you know, keep yeah. shit running and be the boss. It's really interesting to hear, you know what, in the end of the day, like, you can chase, chase, chase and get all these things. And it's like, where's the gap? Like what's, you know, so that's really something to think about and to take away, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think it's about vulnerability, but I think it's about more than just vulnerability. It's about vulnerability on the inside, the perfectionism piece, like, like, you know, perfectionism is huge. Control is huge. And again, like these, what's really odd about this situation is that that perfectionism control all of that stuff and being a boss has served us really well. Most of, most of, most of the women that I know, probably the women that, you know, probably yourself as well has served us really well again in other areas of our lives. But when it comes to like, if what you want is deep emotional connection, like I hear all the time, dating sucks. Like what you, what you, what you intro with dating sucks. I hear, I can't, I can't um, attract emotionally available men what it is, it's not tactics, it's not control, it's not perfectionism, it's about how you present yourself, like I it's agree. an energy thing, like, totally, like, I have this crazy story about um, my journey about, I always talk about the magnetic woman, like, I help women to become the magnetic woman in their dating lives, and, you know, it tends to translate, you know, in job and other, other areas as well, the most incredible man I've ever met, completely emotionally available, he, we were in Trader Joe's, I'm sure this happens to you, Taylor, but like p- women would kept coming up to me, like in the span of 15 minutes, it was like three or four women came up to me and was like, 
oh, you know, you're so beautiful. I love your hair. I love your, your nails, you know, all that stuff. And he was just sitting there watching. He was just sitting there watching me like from afar. He was over in the plant section in Trader Joe's. Again, he doesn't know anything about the magnetic woman. And this is at the very beginning of our relationship. And this is the first emotionally available man I called, man I called in in my life, mind you. Mm-hmm. So he's just watching me. And I was checking out. I remember I had the card in the slot and I pulled the card out and he comes up behind me and he leans down and he goes, you are a magnet. Mm-hmm. And he, at that moment was the verification of all of the work that I've done, every, everything that I, like I was at my core, like, who are you at your core? Right. Mm-hmm. And I am a magnet, like I'm loving, caring, kind of my, at my core. I'm a mag. That's why like, I'm a magnet. Right. So I melted on the floor of Trader Joe's. Uh, it went down. It went down yes. next to the chocolate covered yes. almonds. Yes. It was a moment. Yeah, it was a moment. But that was the moment that I really, really realized that like, and this was like, again, he we're, we're together today, but this was yeah. maybe like a year, year and a half ago was I realized that this thing that he saw was possible for everyone, even though I had been talking yeah. about it for a while, but I really, really experienced that. And that is possible for every woman. If what you want is, is like epic magnetic love. Does that make sense? It's such a hundred percent. It's the idea of like having that buzz and having it from the inside mm-hmm. and out. Mm-hmm. And I'll often, when it comes to all this, I'll have a take of in certain ways, let's let men be men. You know, when it, even when it comes to like sexuality or, you know, complimenting you or being attracted or like even objectification, right? Like if you're out and you're in Trader Joe's and you're in your hot little number and you, you turn ahead or two, right? Like all those things, right. That we've diverted men away from now. And I love what you said about, I wasn't taught this because on the surface, say even that take that I have could be very, um, people could take issue with that, right? Because it's like, no, no, no men can't treat, you have to be respected. And it's like, absolutely. But I think it comes down to the fact, and it's what you're getting at. I believe that we dictate how we're treated. It's that energy. It's that self-worth. It's that confidence. And I think they take our lead. They know. So even like, I'm cool with a guy, you know, again, like being a guy, right. But they also know, say when it comes to like the sexual fun, fun, flirting, all this, but whether it be online or in person, they know not to fuck with me because it's like, I give out, it's like you dictate it. It's almost like that unspoken, um, you know, energy of how you maneuver and what you give off. So they know to treat me with respect and not, and to not fuck with me. Mm -hmm. And this is where we're getting lost Mm -hmm. because we're putting the, you know, the media puts it to where women, you're always the delicate, fragile flower and you're the victim and this and that. And men, like you're the monsters and you're the villains. And it's, I think it's a, it's creating both sides to respectively kind of fall apart because number one, women don't have that inner, like the buzz, the self-worth, the boundaries that you're talking about. And men are just, again, falling apart at the seams, not knowing how to navigate. Right. But it's like, everyone's too afraid to get to the core of both of those things. You know what I mean? hundred percent, hundred percent. It is an energy. Like it's a vibe. Yeah. It really is. It's an energy yeah. and a vibe. And it's really, really hard to describe. And I think that's what makes it hard. Um, that's what makes it hard for women, especially like the women that I, women yeah. that I was and that we're talking about is that it's not like, again, like this A plus mentality that we have as women, which is great, you know, again, awesome. 
And it's not something that you can just flip a switch and turn on. Like if, if this is one of my biggest problems, I think, I don't know if you're familiar at all with like masculinity and femininity teaching, you know, like being in your feminine essence. This is one of the big problems that I have about the personal development space right now is that people are telling women that you're too much in your masculine. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason that women are too much in their masculine when they're dating. Have you heard that before? Yes. Especially with successful yeah. women, like you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And there's a reason for that y'all there. It's not just something that you can just flip a switch and change and be in your feminine because there's a part of us. Here's, here's also what I love about my take on dating. If I may, is that people like people say, like, think that they are out there and being their highest self and their truest self when they're dating, they're being authentic, they're independent and all that stuff. What I would argue and what I would, especially if you, if you're having problems and you're seeing the same patterns, like a pattern three or more times in your dating life or in your relationships is that you, and hopefully this is good news, is that you are not the one out there dating. Like your highest self is not really the one out there dating. There's a wounded part of you that is running your dating show. And that is why you're seeing the same pattern. So the opportunity is, is to heal those inner parts of ourselves, the ones that get validation from being strong, the ones that get affirmations about being sexy, not bad. It's not bad, but there it's a part of you that attaches to that and runs your dating show. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It's deep, but yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it actually is a segue into what I was going to get into next, which is the other side of that coin that it takes two to tango and what have we, mm-hmm. but men carrying the same thing you're talking about around and even, you know, to the nth degree, not seeking out people like you perhaps, or conversations like this, right? Which makes it all the more, you know, fun for us women. <laughs> um, but, you know, back to, to kind of bring it back, right? And also incorporate what you're saying, when I hear these people like the Don Lemons and the Tuckers and all this talking about cat ladies and women being single, th- number one, I'm thinking playing devil's advocate here without the judgment and the stigma is there truth underneath of what they're saying, right? People settling down later, of course, like doing all these things later in life. But again, to bring it back, there's two to tango, right? <laughs> okay. And what do we have? But Like, why isn't it ever like men are why? like, why isn't the conversation about men being cat men? Okay. I know some cat men out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's nodding. Exactly. It is a two way street. So Lily, what I wanted to ask you is it's a little bit, you know, there's a lot here because we, as women get away with, um, you know, kind of picking on men in this regard. I remember on the red carpet, I would talk to so many celebrities about this. I talked to Vivica A. Fox about this. We'd be like, the men are struggle. I would talk to uh, men about it. I talked to Finn Wittrock. He was an American Horror Story. And he's like, I know, I'm sorry, you guys. You just got to deal with us. Again, it's like the unspoken thing that it's like okay Mm -hmm. to shit on them, right? But to take it a step further, someone who talks about this a lot is Emily Ratajkowski. I'm sure that Mm -hmm. you you know who she is. She has a Mm -hmm. podcast. It's all about, Mm -hmm. you know, all this kind of stuff. And- it's interesting. And I feel like this reflects a lot of women these days, not me um, per se, but she talks about how it's like, she can't find a man. The man, the men are trash, but then she'll acknowledge men have kind of lost their way. And, you know, feminists, like the hardcore feminists don't like this. Right. And Mm. in my mind, they don't like this because it's kind of 
um, nurturing the men or giving them the benefit of the doubt. Um, and you know, when in, again, it's like, let's help them out. And it's like, no, no, they've had enough help this much where they don't need help. They're the reason for our woes and our sorrows. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, hearing that and just seeing it kind of from a, a bird's eye view and given your work and given, you know, the complaints you hear about men or perhaps men client of your male client of yours, um, you know, what is the deal with on the male side of it where they're struggling? Mm. Ooh, it's a I lot know. Right it's there. a lot there. It's, it's a, a lot. lot there. It's, no, but it's good. You know, it's good. I think that we're talking about this. Um, yeah. I want to say a few things about the cat lady thing. Yes. Um, I don't know if you saw, but I have a quiz called, it's called your feminine dating archetype and it's at datingarchetype.com. I took it. Um, I thought you were going <laughs> to be like about that. I have cats. Yeah. So. <laughs> What did you get? I'm just curious. What was your archetype? Oh my God. I wrote it down. What is are, a goddess? It, what do you think it is? I think because it's I, goddess. I think that's what it was. Okay. What are some of like the, not to toot my own horn, but from the verbiage of it, I remember like, what are some of the like boss bitch ones taking control? Was, is it goddess? Goddess. Yeah. yeah it was something like that. I work, yeah. mo I work mostly with goddesses. So I'm curious. Um, so yes, if you're listening, datingarchetype.com. But what I wanted to say about that is that there's an archetype called the fortress woman, where literally it's the cat lady, basically. <laughs> and what the... <laughs> it's so he's not wrong. Cat lady, no. Cat lady. It's yeah, but... for cat lady, no. <laughs> so he's not wrong. The problem is, is that yes, like some women do get stuck in these, like, you know, the, these different phases and these archetypes were phases for me. Um, but they tend to be archetypes because women tend to sit there and they don't get out of them. So like, just real quickly about your question, like the fortress woman is an archetype and it is, um, normal to go through that phase because the fortress woman has been hurt too much by love before and her heart, she has to close up her heart. There's no other way. And so that is the archetype of the fortress woman. So it's, it's, he's not wrong and it's possible to get out of it. Okay. So th that's one thing. Love that. Um, so true. Both can be true. Yeah. The yeah. last, the last thing um, that you said about the, or the last thing that I had to heal, one of the last big things that I had to heal was the scarcity wound is what I call it. The scarcity wound, which is like um, all the good men are taken. Um, yes. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they're gay or they're married. <laughs> yeah, all the good men are taken. Even, you know, like the the language kind of like uh, about what you're talking about, like men suck, they're trapped, yes. you know, yes. all this stuff. It's very limiting. It's very limiting. And this personally was, again, one of the last things that I had to heal. Now, when I was dating, uh, I was on dating apps. It wasn't the best, but I did use dating apps as a learning experience for me. And I am 100,000 percent sure that had I not had this experience that I went through in the dating apps, learning about me, learning about what I like, learning about how to read, read energy, learning about like how my bot, like feeling into like how this whole experience was going, relearning how to listen to my intuition. A lot of women, especially around relationships are detached from their intuition. Um, the dating apps helped me meet my man in real life today. Okay. So that's one thing. And it's, it's possible um, men do have a lot of work to do. I think, you know, to, to go with your point, Taylor, like men do have a lot of work to do 100%. Um, I do think that women are doing their work, um, the inner work, the healing work, the growth work. And 
Um, the only way I think that men are going to step up and do their work is if we as women are examples of who, who we are, like from an authentic level, like taking off all the layers of what we were talking about today about, about, you know, the vulnerability, the scarcity, the control, the, like, I mean, the list can go on and on and on, but it takes a lot of deeper level work to do that. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And I think that people really take issue with this because it's like what I was saying before. It's like, oh, it's their job. Put more onus and responsibility on women. Why don't you? Why is it our job? You know, but then again, I think to myself, how else are they going to learn? It's like, we can go round and round in circles forever being exactly what you said. Men are trash. They're this, they're that. And listen, I'm no saint. Like I was talking with a friend about this the other day and she was with a guy who was kind of showing like the, the, the frat boy, immature, like dick Mm -hmm. behavior. Right. Mm -hmm. And she was telling me this now I, again, not being the saint, I'd be like, peace out, dude. Like, you know, would probably ghost and be like, you're on your own. And she being a, you know, uh, better example than I was like, you know, as much as I want to do that, he has a young daughter. Like I would, we'll say friends, we'll stay at arm's length, but kind of want to show him the way. And I thought that was, Mm -hmm. that's so cool. Like that's the way to do it because right. Otherwise it'll just be this perpetual cycle of women getting pissed men, you know, floundering all around and it just goes round and round right yes and I bet that woman's a chill woman <laughs> yeah she's the Never. best yeah. you know who you <laughs> are like, shout out yeah. to you shout no, out she, to you you're amazing she's, she's the best but right no, it's but like it, it's like where does it how long do we go to where men are like what the fuck and women just well, get more and more agitated totally and I want to put a caveat in there like <clears throat> it's not it isn't our job I don't think it's our job to help men rise. But what I have noticed is that being who I am, being magnetic, being authentic to my core, saying what I mean, doing what I say, um, speaking up, all of these things through through a lot, like a, this has been like a long process. I, like The last long-term relationship I was in was 2018 and it was not good, y'all. Like I had to get a restraining order. It was just not good. So like from then until now, was all this work that I've been doing um, on myself and making a lot of mistakes along the way for sure. Um, so I just, and I want to say again, it's not our job to help men. It's their job to help themselves. But what I do think that, that what we can do again is to become, become our, our authentic person, you know, become the magnetic woman that is really, really deep within our core that maybe has been, you know, society out or education out or like you know all of these different different things that could happen to us like when we were younger like for example I grew up in a, a very like dominant and, and submissive household right and I work with women who were grew up in a household where it was like like a roommate situation like there was no love there was no connection there was no like emotional safety or anything like that and um we have to relearn things. Like we just have to relearn things. And like what you were talking about earlier, like it is kind of a skill and it's just a skill that we don't learn. Does that make sense? Yes. And I want women to learn that as do you and really bring that into the world. And even though I know for me, I have a very kind of pull no punches way of conveying that, that people don't like at the core. 
it's, um, or some people, you know, like I said, would take issue, but at the core, it's like, I just want women to be exactly like what you're saying that Mm -hmm. someone who sets that standard, right. For themselves and has that, uh, self-worth instilled in them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's also important to remember that again, we make this all like a women's game, women in dating or the Tucker Carlson's or the John Lemon. But I think it's important to remember that, and this is coming from men too, that men are just as, if not more obsessed with women. It's like, let's bring that out into the light, right? Because we make it to where it's like women, the cat ladies, they want to find love and date and da da da. But, you know, even like I just had um Glenn uh, from Barstool, b- big Barstool host. Mm-hmm. He hosts a OnlyFans show and interviews all these models and all this. And he had a line in it and it struck so true. He's like, if women were like half as obsessed with men as men are with women, like, you know, even on a visual level, like we'd be on OnlyFans, you know, all this. But it's like men... Even like, I remember sitting down with a couple guy friends and they were like talking about this girl, that girl. And I'm like, I even was like a little, I was like, you guys are like obsessed, like chill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, where is all the energy on that? Hello. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I think like men crave to provide, they crave yeah. to be supported. They crave to be celebrated. You know, yeah. they, they really do. And that's like, you know, I think men and women have different reasons for, for being in relationship or being, I think for being, you know, for wanting women or, you know, obsessing over things, but absolutely. And that's, you know, you're right. Like people never, no one ever talks about like, like, again, like what's their side of the street. Um, hundred percent. Yeah, totally. And men have work to do too, just as much as women do. And I think like, again, what I've learned is that just do your shit do your shit. And that it, that it'll come, that person yeah. will come a hundred percent. Cause like I've lived it and it's, I don't know, it's dope. And a lot of my clients have lived it too. It's amazing. So lastly for you in that, be- with that being said, I want to talk to you about the post that you talked about earlier about mm-hmm. sleeping with two men in one day, um, and how that left you feeling and, you know, kind of changed your lens, Um, when it comes to all of this. And again, because I look at everything through a social and political point of view, Mm -hmm. this is yet another thing that's permeated through our culture through one side or the other. I feel like you have one sort of progressive side that's like, you know, the WAPs of it all and the stripper poles at the Grammys. And it's like, you know, fuck whoever all the time. But then you have the other side of it. That's like, if you are literally not a born again, Virgin Mary nun, you will again be the unraveling of society, right? It's like two totally um, opposite extremes. So talk to me about your experience with that, because again, the progressive, like modern woman would be like, no, like the Samantha Jones of it all, like it'll make me feel, you know? So I'm just curious um, how that changed your perspective Mm -hmm. and what that experience was like. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. For anyone listening, I put out a post yesterday. We're recording this on February 20th or a couple of days ago about, Mm -hmm. um, how I slept with two men in one day. And at the time, um, like this is hindsight 20 is 2020 y'all, of course. And this is, there's no shame and, you know, no shame at all to anyone who has done that or does it often or whatever. This is my experience and this is what I've learned for it from it. So, um, what I've learned is that I used sex as a way, because I like, I had all these patterns in relationship, these unfulfilling patterns where I didn't feel seen. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel understood. 
Um, you know, I would be, I was like, the, again, on the archetype side, like I was a chill woman for a long time, which was like, oh, I can sleep with him and just be cool about it, you know, like be chill about it. But when I go home for like, especially if like a younger part of me got attached to this man, then it was over. It was OV, you know, like I was anxiety, overwhelmed, overthinking. Go ahead. Well, if I may interject, the way you framed it in your post is really interesting because you talk about in the moment having this like power of like knowing that I'm pleasing them, watching that happen, having this, you know, power over them that I thought was really interesting because that's a part of it that we don't hear about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Please. Um, yeah, I what I like here here's the, the the fucked up thing about this stuff is that like I did feel good in the moment doing that. No, like 100 percent mm-hmm. I know how to like, you know, like I was good, I was good at it. The power that I have over over men was like through sex and through connection. Um I like, yeah, I was good at it. The thing that I re- I learned from that though is that it really wasn't fulfilling the deeper parts of me that need to be fulfilled, basically. Like that's the, that's the bird's eye view that the hindsight 2020 is Mm -hmm. that, um, although I, like I could, there, there was a part of me like that got a lot of dopamine that got a lot of oxytocin from like conquering this like fine ass man, you know, like get, you know, like there's a part of me that believes that I didn't deserve someone that, that hot or that good looking. Right. And so I got him and I I loved your, I loved your post because we always hear about it the other way around where it's like the man, like conquering the women being on the conquest, like how many girls can I sleep within a week? So I thought that was really Mm -hmm. honest and eye opening to hear it from a woman's point of view. Like you you. did. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a part of me, honestly, that we're talking about we're talking about today, a part of me, that boss babe part of me again, which is not a bad part of me. Like she did her job. She did what she needed to do for a long time. Um, and so that was, you know, I, I did a lot of, of conquering for lack of a better term, you know, to get what I needed, which was connection and love at the time. Um, the, the hard part, the transition with that is like really, really seeing all these patterns, uh, that I didn't like, right. And wanting to change them and not really having the skills, the, the communication skills, the boundary skills, the, you know, um, the intuition skills that I cultivated over time. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, uh, it, you know, I, I like to say like in the post said, like I pimped myself out for love and connection, which I was my own pimp y'all. And like, it's a hard truth, but it's, it's true. <laughs> Ladies is pimps too. Yeah, that's true. Ain't no, ain't no shame. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, Lily, I have to let you go, but you know what, to end it on sort of like a, a kumbaya, like we're all trying to find our way and Mm -hmm. you all, Lily is here to help. So, uh, go check her out the Lily Buley podcast. And you know, it's like society has us thinking one way and thinks it's teaching us the right way, but you know, you got Taylor and Lily here to hold it down and give you the real teachings no. of it all. Yes, let's not be like the Little Mermaid, like an Ari- like Ariel and the Little Mermaid. She gives up her voice to find love. Let's not do that shit no more. Oh, hell no. <laughs>